0: peace I leave with you my peace I give to you not as the world gives do I give to you let not your hearts be troubled neither let them be afraid Welcome back to Sacred Season, I'm Danielle Hitchin, and I'm Erin Holly. Sacred Season is dedicated to coming alongside listeners with encouragement for whatever season you're in, but especially if you're parenting in the little years. Each episode is built around a season of the liturgical calendar. We believe the church calendar is a helpful way of discipling our hearts and our time, and that each season can lead us into deeper relationship with God and deeper understanding of ourselves. Today, we are bringing you a short, special episode.
1: In light of the COVID-19 pandemic, our kids' schools being canceled and becoming work-at-home moms who also homeschool, or are we homeschool moms who also work? We're not sure. (laughs) (laughs) But we're going to put our full episodes on hold until life settles back into some semblance of normalcy. And as much as we love producing our episodes and speaking with you, uh, developing content right now is just something we need to deprioritize in order to better care for ourselves and our families in this season. But we didn't want to just ghost you. So we're recording today to offer just a few thoughts on the pandemic and how we should live right now as Christians, as moms, and as neighbors in the midst of this uncertain season.
0: You know, as I've been prepping for this episode, there has been a strong disconnect for me between my head and my heart. You know, my head very much knows the right things to think and affirm right now. It knows that I shouldn't be anxious and that God is in control and, you know, there's nothing new under the sun, but my heart is sad. My heart is having a hard time feeling and affirming those things that my head knows. And I know that I'm grieving, but one thing I've been reflecting on is that there is a big difference between being happy and having hope. So we offer you these thoughts today, not to tell you to buck up, you know, it's going to be all good, but to remind you of the very real presence and very real power of God. And so the first point we wanted to make today as you're thinking about this pandemic is to know that there really is nothing new under the sun. This did not surprise God.
1: And you know, we unfortunately are not the first Christians to endure the lightning fast spread of a dangerous disease. And, you know, we won't be the last. Mm-hmm. In 1527, Martin Luther was writing about how Christians should respond uh, to the deadly plague. And the plague was a particularly horrifying disease that had a mortality rate close to 60 percent, historians estimate. So so really awful disease. And a fellow pastor asked Martin Luther, you know, what's the appropriate response as a Christian? Is it OK to flee uh, from the plague? And in this wonderful letter... Martin Luther describes the response of a Christian, and he said basically, yes, you can flee, um, but only once you take care of your community, only once you make sure that everyone is cared for. And in sort of advice that's very similar to the CDC's guidelines today, uh, he told people to disinfect their homes, to mm-hmm. disinfect the streets, mm-hmm. um, to avoid people in places unless those people and places needed you. So a huge emphasis from Martin Luther on service, uh, but also on some form of social distancing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, even King Solomon, uh, if we look back in Ecclesiastes, uh, says that there's a time to embrace and a time to in- refrain uh, from embracing. <laughs> uh, so in a sense here, um, social distancing for ancients. And you know, live their lives in cycles or seasons. And that was true in Solomon's time and in Martin Luther's time. And it's still true in our time. And though many of the basic structures and patterns and rhythms of our life have been altered today, the fundamental truth of who we are and where our hope lies has not.
0: That's a great point. And it makes me, reminds me that um, God has uniquely equipped us for every season he calls us into. You know, this did not surprise God. And um, I think one of the weirdest things about this experience right now is it's universality. You know, although we all lead different kinds of lives and we have different family configurations and different obligations, we are all under this shared stress and grief of being quarantined. We are all experiencing self-isolation. We've canceled plans. We're all social distancing. We all miss seeing people in person. Um, You know, and I'm sure that we all have a touch of cabin fever, especially if we're quarantining with small children. So we've all just experienced the shattered expectations and the uncertainty of not knowing when life will return to normal and what that normal will look like when we do. But the good news is these events didn't surprise God, nor did they throw off the course of work that he's doing in us. You know, it's not like God's like, oh, no, there's a pandemic I didn't anticipate. I don't know how this is going to play into the things that I'm teaching Danielle right now. Mm-hmm. Instead, he is using this to shape us ever more into the image of Christ. You know, Philippians 1, 6 reminds us that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. And that is as true now as it was a month ago before we'd ever heard of COVID. And, you know,
1: I'm really appreciative of that verse now um, as I'm trying to homeschool my children. <laughs> <laughs> that Whatever plans God had for my children to learn this particular school year, uh, he will, in fact, complete um, mm-hmm. my own efforts notwithstanding. Uh, Amen. So is extremely comforting. Um, and I also comforting to me in this time period is just the, the thought of the difference uh, between two theological phrases, theodicy and theophany. And theodicy is a really familiar response to suffering and tragedy. And it's basically the intellectual practice of reconciling one's belief in a good God with the reality of the sometimes intense suffering in the world around us. But theophany, theophany is a little bit different. Theophany is an ancient way of walking through evil and suffering, realizing that God is with you. So theophany literally means when God shows up. And I just love this, uh, that for the early Christians, Suffering didn't necessarily have to be explained. Their whole life was full of it. (laughs) They they lived uh, with infant mortality. They lived with disease. They lived with plagues. And so at least according to historians, they didn't necessarily ask why all this was happening, but rather how can we get through it? And their answer was theophany. They could get through it because God showed up and went through that challenge with them. So I love that idea
0: in this time period um, that we have a God who does show up such a good reminder that we, we serve and love a God who shows up and he shows up in every season for us. And one thing I've been thinking a lot about is that, you know, seasons don't last forever. And again, hallelujah. Uh, you know, each season holds unique gifts as well as unique challenges. And, um, I think that as hard and disorienting as this time has been for all of us, we have the unique opportunity to redeem the time right now. Mm -hmm. You know, literally not being able to do anything outside of my house or with anyone other than my family has made me realize how very full and crowded and noisy my life was, even when I thought I was having good boundaries and was only being like a little bit overcommitted. (laughs) We've had to learn how to live slower. And I see this phrase thrown around a lot, like slow living. And it's often, um, I I hear it a lot, I think, in like homeschool contexts. But the reality is we all have to live slowly now. We can't go places. We can't go to church. We can't go to school. And a lot of us can't go to work, to our office. We can't, go to play dates. We can't see other people. And so this slow living, um, I think has the opportunity to be a real gift to each of us and our families right now. Um, we have the opportunities to set up new rhythms, um, rhythms of family worship or new family traditions, or just spend a little bit more time with our kids where we might otherwise not have had the opportunity to do that. And so, um, I would encourage you to, to redeem the time in that way create new routines, create a new sense of normalcy for yourself and your kids right now that will bring a sense of sanity to you all when you have no external structures like work or school or church to impose those things. One thing I've loved doing um, over the last couple of weeks is setting up uh, morning worship as a family, listening to Bible stories, learning a hymn together and um, praying together as as a family or praying with me with my children. My husband's still you know, working outside the home right now. Um, but it's just been a real joy to have a little bit more time and space and not be rushing out of the house to get to school in the morning and spend time worshiping and praying together. I love that, especially the notion, the idea, Danielle, of redeeming this
1: time. Uh, and I have to tell you as an extrovert, <laughs> I <I'm sorry. laughs> um, so I really miss my people. Um, but I've also realized just the truth of what you were saying um, and the uh, sort of, quarantine has forced me and our family to be more intentional about teaching our children about Jesus. And I'm really grateful for that. We go to a small Christian school that we love and the boys are just surrounded with scripture reading and with uh, Bible songs and they're learning that all day. Um, And now they're home all day. And I want them to have that same just continuous flow of the reminders of this is the world that Jesus has created um, and that science uh, has been created by Jesus and, and that the art that they're creating and just this idea That everything can be tied back um, to who God is and what He's done for us. So, so we're being more intentional about that, um, which I'm really grateful for. And I'm also really grateful just for sort of the forced structure. Um, I've got two very active boys, and so we've been doing stations in the morning and we time them and and we do a station and uh, we do some active stations and we do some learning stations. Um, And this is just imposed a different sort of structure uh, on our mornings that's been helpful and I think will continue even when we are able to go back to school. Um, and mean, I think mostly it's been um, nice for me to think about just what I want my community to look like. I've realized how much I miss my friends, how much I miss mm-hmm. my Bible study, and that these uh, people are a priority in my life um, and are something that I'm looking forward to returning to.
0: So as each of us walks forward um, into the weeks and the months of quarantine ahead, we would remind you of these three things. That there is nothing new under the sun, that God has uniquely equipped you for this season that you're walking through, and that seasons don't last forever. So um, despite the unique challenges of the season, we would encourage you to look for the unique gifts of the season as well. And as usual, we will close this episode with a meditation on scripture. Today's passage is Matthew 6, 25 through 34. As you're able, take a deep breath, close your eyes, open your heart, and ask the Holy Spirit to bring the peace of God to you in fresh ways this week.
1: Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing?
0: Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your Heavenly Father feeds them.